Hey guys, welcome to the Emetophobia podcast. This is going to be another one just on the iPhone. Uh, no speaker this time or uh, no microphone. It just doesn't seem to want to work in the car. So this episode, I'm going to go over how I started to beat my uh, emetophobia and kind of make it my bitch, you know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, basically what happened was I was if you go back a couple episodes, I was living at that really terrible house with my old roommate. And so I I finally got myself out of there. That's a whole nother story for a new day. But um, I got myself out of that situation. I started getting a little bit healthier. Uh, I ended up moving in with a a girl who had some some mental problems as well. And I don't want to call them problems. She just had some, some, some things that she was a little different. You know what I mean? So uh, her and I kind of connected a little bit. We could talk about uh, our mentalities and, and just, you know, get into some conversations. And I felt very comfortable over there. And I had a girlfriend at the time who was, she was pretty supportive. She was also a little bit toxic. So it kind of, <laughs> there was a lot of uh, drama involved with that relationship, which didn't help me out with my anxiety or my depression or anything. So I was living at that house, which was also, I mean, it kind of was anxiety every day there. It was just very messy and just, you know, the, the house of a person with anxiety, you know what I mean? So we kind of just collaborated together and we started like really connecting and, uh, getting into our own minds and, and realizing what was wrong with each other and what we could do to fix it. Um, and at this time I was doing a ton of research, um, and learning about emetophobia and what it was. And I, I remember the day I like learned what the word of metaphobia was. And I learned that it was an actual thing. And I just felt so much, relief that like I'm not a crazy person who can't control myself like other people had this too other people were going through the same stuff I was going through I wasn't this just crazy person and once I started to realize that I decided you know I'm just tired of feeling this way and I'm gonna do everything I can to not feel this way so I ended up getting myself a job at a a factory um a factory where like they did not take my shit they didn't care if I had emetophobia they weren't supportive of it which for most people would be terrible, but for me, it kind of helped me out in a way where it was like, I kind of had to be normal. Like I didn't have a, t- a chance to, um, let the emetophobia take me over anymore. I kind of had to go and I, I was a forklift driver and I worked in a, a freezer. It was like a freezer company that they took pies and they put them in big freezers and I had to drive forklifts around and it was kind of a fun job. So I immersed myself into that job as much as possible. Like I said, I had a girlfriend at the time who would call me and fight with me just so she could make up that was like her thing and it was just so much drama involved but she was super hot and uh, I was stupid at the time and I was young and I just I saw the materialistic things and not the connection so I realized after a while we didn't have a connection she ended up cheating on me and we broke up and just a whole nother story but um so I got that job once I started doing some research on what emetophobia was I learned that there's uh, certain tactics you can use to uh, deal with your emetophobia. The first one, the biggest one that really helped me the most was I thought back to the last time I threw up and basically it was on Valentine's Day and I remember my mom gave me this big box of chocolates and I ate every single chocolate in the box and it was a pretty big box of chocolates and I just remember feeling so sick and I had like this, this sugar overload and I just felt really dehydrated and really shitty. So I went and laid on the the couch for a while and it it was probably a good six hours. I just laid there with the worst stomach ache, just kind of on the verge of of throwing up the whole time. And 
I mean, this trigger warning, obviously, this is a, uh, a story about throwing up. So, um, but this is good to hear this kind of stuff. This is, this is kind of part of exposure therapy um, to hear about other people throwing up and knowing that it's okay. It's fine to throw up. That's a normal thing that people do in life. So I'm sitting there on the couch. I get up. I look over. There's a trash can next to me, and I just threw up. I just did it. It just happened. And that was the last time I actually ever did it. But you got to think about what happened afterwards. And after I threw up, I felt so good. I, I walked out in the, the kitchen. My mom was watching TV. I sat down with her. We talked for a little bit. Everything was fine. I felt perfectly fine. Like, I, it wasn't like I was going to die. It's not like anything bad was going to happen. I just, I was fine. And, it, and now it's kind of the thing I play over in my head whenever I get um, kind of in a little a metaphobia uh, situation. And I just think back to that time I threw up. It happened. I got up off the couch. I felt great. I walked in the living room or in the kitchen. I got some food. I got some water. I chilled out. Everything was okay. And over time, I mean, at first it was difficult. Yes. Exposure therapy and thinking about the things that are scary in your life is very difficult. But over time, I started to become very accepting of the whole fact that I threw up one time and it's happened before. And I can do that. And I'll tell you right now, I still haven't thrown up. It's been eight years. I haven't thrown up at all. So I've come very close. Don't get me wrong, but I've, I've never done it. So I still have to actually go through the act of doing it. That's my next goal is to one day, you know, throw up. I mean, that's kind of where we all want to get to one day is to be comfortable with the fact that we might throw up and uh, that's an okay thing to have happen. So, but yes, thinking back to that time and coming to the realization that you are not going to die from throwing up. You're going to be just fine. It's all your anxiety. It's the emetophobia telling you this. It's just anxiety. That's it. And you may have panic attacks and you may freak out and things may happen. But at the same time, you're just, you're, nor- you're a normal person. Okay. You have emetophobia, but you're a normal person. And to come to terms with the emetophobia and accept it in your life and take it head on and deal with it in any way you need to deal with it, I guess. It's, it's, we're all different and I'm not going to make you do the exact same things I did. But um, the fact of the matter is you need to deal with it. It's not something that you can just sit back and ride it out and see if it just goes away one day. It's, it will take you over and it will never stop taking you over unless you take control of your own mind. Your mindset can change. You can change the way you think about things. And that's what I've done. I've, it took me a long time. It took me about three years to get to the point where I'm at now where I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm a normal person again. I can go out in the world. I can, I can be a normal functioning member of society. I'm driving home right now. I'm about to roll through Burger King, grab a coffee, grab a, uh, I like the, the Chicken Juniors uh, rodeo burgers. Those are so delicious. And before I would have never been able to eat those. That would have been something, it's got barbecue sauce, which would have given me heartburn, which is scary. But nowadays it's just, it is what it is. I eat them all the time and I'm just, I'm a normal person. So yeah, thinking about the fact that I did it once and I didn't die and nothing bad happened. I felt really good after it happened. Actually, it kind of got rid of that sickness. And that's what I would do when I would get those nauseous feelings before the emetophobia is I would lay on the couch for days in, and when I'd have the flu, I would hold it in. I would never want to throw up. That was kind of something that we do now as, as people with emetophobia. We'd like to hold it in. We don't want to throw up. We want to hold it all in and, and just deal with the anxiety. You'd rather go through the panic attacks and feeling really, really shitty for a couple of days than just throw up and feel better. So, and I get it. I understand where you're coming from. I used to do the same thing. And I still do the same thing. I, I would, I'm still, I mean, I'm still fully emetophobic. I just... Um, I'm way better at dealing with it. And I've, it's just the coming to terms thing. You know, if you can just come to terms with it and realize, hey, I have a metaphobia and I'm okay with that. 
that's what the change is. It's, it's okay to have emetophobia. And that's, that's the real secret there is to uh, just come to terms with it all. So yeah, think about the last time you threw up. If you've had emetophobia your whole life, like uh, I talked to a girl today who's had it since she was five years old. She can't remember a time when she threw up that was a good experience for her. And that's okay um, if it's not a good experience. But remember, you're not going to die. You're going to be okay. Like it's a normal act that everybody does. We all throw up sometimes and that's okay to do that. Um, It can still be very scary. It can still be extremely nerve wracking to think about, but it's all about changing your mindset. If you have the mindset of I'd rather shoot myself in the head than throw up, then that's how you're going to feel the rest of your life. And it's never going to stop being like that. If you can change that mindset, it will take time and a lot of effort and it will be very difficult. I will tell you that right now. It's been a long, difficult road the last three years. It was not easy, but I'm just here to tell you there's hope. It can happen. You can change that mindset. You can be a normal member of society again. I believe in you. If you need to talk to me, hit me up on the DMs on Instagram, The Emetophobia Podcast. You can hit me up at an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on these podcast platforms. I believe you can send me a voice message if you want to do it that way. So get out there today. Go outside. Go outside. Go for a walk. Even if it's only to the end of the road and back or to the stop sign, each day go a little bit farther. Get out of your house. Go outside. Don't coop yourself up in your room all day. It will not help you with emetophobia. I did that for a long time and it didn't do anything for me but make it worse. So you have to get outside. You have to go hang out with your friends. You've got to go see the people you love get that support you're looking for. If you need support, I have the whole Instagram. I'll talk to you on there. I'll get you in touch with some people who can also help you out and be supportive. Um, We're all in this together. You are not alone. You are not crazy. You are a normal person with emetophobia. This is the Emetophobia Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Have a good day.